and welcome to Bruce World, How I See Things. If you haven't guessed it, I'm Bruce, Bruce Handler. And with each episode, I plan to discuss a thought-provoking topic and, of course, share my point of view. To talk about humans and the interesting things we do, maybe teach you a thing or two, share some facts that are really true, and make you laugh at least once before I'm through. Hello. Welcome to episode three of my podcast entitled The Wacky World of Dating, Ghosting, and What's Wrong with You? Okay. So if you listen to and survive my first two podcasts, you know that I'm married and my wife's name is Mary. And Mary and I have been together almost seven years. And wait a second, is that an itch I feel? Just kidding, Mary. <laughs> what I do find funny is that for some reason when people ask her when we got married, you'll see a bit of sweat start to form on her forehead and she'll begin to rock back and forth some as she struggles to find the answer hiding deep in the recesses of her brain. Even though one might say that date was pretty memorable. I mean, after all, we did a lope to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And we're married on an absolutely beautiful sunny day on a quite picturesque beach. Although I'm giving her a bit of a hard time. She actually gets the date right within, you know, at least a day or two. So you may be asking yourself, um, what am I doing here talking about dating? <laughs> what does Bruce know about it since the dating world has changed so much since he was last single? Well. I would contend things maybe haven't changed as much as you might think, at least not in some ways. There's clearly a few more dating apps, dating sites, but Tinder, believe it or not, did actually exist even when I was single. And when it comes to Tinder, I do find it rather amusing that people are still uncomfortable admitting that they use Tinder. So over the years, people would have a tendency to snicker or chuckle if somebody happened to mention they use the app. And although it's become quite popular, things haven't changed much over time. People will still act kind of awkward if they happen to mention, oh, yeah, I um, yeah, use Tinder to meet uh, Sally. And people can be quick to come up with excuses when they use the app, saying things like, oh, I was just seeing what all the fuss was about, or... I was just using it like a game. You know, I was just trying to pass the time. Or I was just curious. I was wondering if there are really attractive men or women who actually use that app. And when asking somebody directly, so how did you meet Cindy? And even though it was through Tinder, rather than admit it, you might hear instead something like, oh, I met her in the produce section at Target while searching for a nice, ripe, plump tomato. So speaking of dating dating apps, and dating sites. What is it that people are seeking in a partner these days? Now, I discovered that for some reason, men have a bit longer laundry list of criteria for a mate than women, but both have these quite extensive lists. At least that's what they say when surveyed. So is it any wonder then why more and more people are getting married later and later in life and fewer people are even getting married at all because they're trying to find that perfect partner. That one person out there that checks all the many boxes, which by the way, I'll let you in on a little secret, just doesn't exist. 
In fact, when it comes to dating profiles, men are actually assessing 25 different things. And for women, it's 22. And according to some other research, women expect their ideal mate to have 20 qualities. And of course, they hands down claim to value personality far more than attractiveness. More on that in a moment. So given this data, you would have to assume, like I did, that people would gravitate towards dating sites or apps that required more detailed profiles, use some sort of a matching algorithm, and maybe have a guided communication methodology to help improve the odds that people will be compatible. And so you could more easily discern if this was possibly a person you should pursue and go out with on a date. Well, according to a recent confidential survey, even if you are not a psychic or a magician, take a guess at the number one method people say they used to meet their current significant other. May I have a drum roll, please? So no, it's not match or eHarmony or even coffee meets bagel which for some reason makes me giggle every time I mention that app. It was none other than, are you ready for this? T-I-N-D-E-R. Tinder. Not only is that an interesting and fun factoid, but it clearly flies in the face of what single people, in particular women, say they're looking for, when in fact many people are obviously clearly determining their possible dating partner with a quick swipe right, which is mainly based on one thing, looks. So after two people swipe right, the most common approach to dating, rather than interacting much and trying to get to know each other, and if the person actually meets any of your 20-plus criteria by actually communicating, whether it's through text or email or some social media site, they generally interact briefly or just go straight to a date. Now, of course, with COVID going on, the date is more commonly, although not exclusively, an online affair via Zoom or some other web meeting site. What fascinates me and where the interesting behavior really comes in is what happens after the first date has ended and one person decides they're clearly not interested in a second date. So, for example... You have a guy who texts a woman after date number one to say what a great time he had and that he's very interested in date number two. And he waits and he waits and he waits, sometimes for a full, I don't know, five minutes, and he gets no response. So then he sends another text and a little bit later, another, and throughout the day, a few more, maybe 20 or so, no response. So then he goes on Instagram or Facebook or the dating app or site where they met and tries to reach out and again, no response. And in fact, may even find that he's been blocked on some or all of these sites. Well, folks, welcome to the world of ghosting. Now, this is not a term that I was aware of when I was single, but it's clearly quite the rage these days. And no, it has nothing to do with believing in ghosts. That was my last episode. 
It basically means disappearing from someone's life without any form of communication. When you get no response back after sending or leaving a message, you just get no communication back, not even a fun little emoji or emoticon. And the survey says about 25% of people have actually been ghosted at one time or another. And looking back at my dating life, would I say I had ever been ghosted? Sure, it's happened to me. Did I care? No, not at all. I got the hint. I just moved on. I went back to just swiping left and right. (laughs) Well, not really. I went back to eHarmony and waited for the next match to pop up. And guess what? Yes, that's how I met Mary. And interestingly enough, she was the only one I was matched with that indicated it was something like an exact match. Now, some people can be quite dogged and downright obsessed and don't want to give up until they hear back from the person that they went out with to find out exactly why they were ghosted. I mean, these men and women think something must be wrong. How can this possibly be that you're blowing me off when I know for a fact we had such an amazing first date and then I'm such an amazing person? Not wondering for a minute, even once, why they've been single for so long or rarely seem to get a second date. Which takes us to the growing number of segments that you find on various radio stations across America that will try to help these people find out exactly why they were ghosted, ditched, abandoned, left high and dry, or cut off. So this is the way it works. A person calls into the show who's been ghosted. They tell the host they just can't possibly understand why they're being ghosted, Unless, of course, their date fell into a coma, was kidnapped, bumped their head, and now suffers from amnesia. So someone from the show then calls the person they dated to get the scoop on why they turned into a ghost and disappeared. And it's often quite a surprise for this person to get such a call because what went wrong on the date was so obvious to them. Now, before we go further down this rabbit hole, I think we should spend a little time discussing this ghosting thing, like my wife and I did. I mean, do you take the position that it's downright rude or mean or immature to ghost somebody? Or is there ever a justification for it? I mean, can't people just take a hint and move on when you're not texting them back or you've blocked them on Facebook or other social media sites? If you want to have some fun and mix it up with friends or family members, your significant other, Ask people what they think. What side would they take? But I'll warn you, people can get quite heated over this topic, especially if they've ever been ghosted or they're not very self-aware. So here's what I think in the land of Bruce world. I think it depends. I think it's so easy to say, how hard would it be to get back to someone via text since obviously nobody makes phone calls anymore and just say something like, thanks for the date, but... Sorry, Bruce, I'm just not interested in pursuing things further right now. Or, I don't think we would make a good match, but I wish you the best of luck. Well, I've learned it's much more complicated than that, because so many people just won't let things lie when getting such a response, and in essence, don't respond well when getting rejected. In fact, it's shown how dating rejection can lead to a very strong emotional reaction, a very angry reaction, one with resentment, even when it's done nicely. On the one hand, more and more people have this growing need 
to know why there's a lack of interest in pursuing things further. Yet regardless of what you share or how big of a jerk this person was on the date, it's not unusual for him or her to then become very defensive and go on the attack. And it becomes, who do you think you are? What gives you the right to judge me? What makes you so great? Why are you making such a big deal about how I acted or what I said or didn't say? I mean, it's a fact that everybody acts that way. It says so on the internet. Or they give that old reliable standby and say, what's your problem? There's obviously something wrong with you. What's wrong with you? So why do people ghost? Because who wants to deal with that kind of crazy? Now, I could spend time on why people react so poorly to dating rejection and why this is a growing problem, which includes the fact that people lack such self-awareness, which I believe is mainly due to the lack of having real and close friendships in the modern age of social media, which has been leading to more and more superficial friendships or acquaintances. And those people are, are not providing an important source of honest feedback and to serve as a reality check about how you behave but that would take at least one full episode, so I'll have to leave that topic for another day. Now back to ghosting in the final segment of this episode. Now I'm okay with ghosting when someone totally misrepresents themselves, like when the pictures they've posted are 10 years old, and when you meet, you struggle to even identify the person. You can't even recognize them. And that's something that I had experienced multiple times when I was single. Maybe they've literally doubled in size, or now they're sporting five facial tattoos, and one of them might even say, I hate my mother. Or they're 15 years older or five inches shorter than what they stated in their profile. Or they say they have no kids, which may be technically true, but then show up on a date eight months pregnant. Or claim in their profile to be something they're not like that they're in the coffee distribution and logistics business, only to find out that they really work part-time at a Starbucks as a barista. Or they state in their profile that they're single, but you notice on the date they're wearing a wedding ring. And the person tries to justify they are really single because they usually do sleep in different bedrooms than their husband, and they really don't talk to each other that much anymore, so it doesn't really count. I also support ghosting, when the person has done something on the date that was really gross, insulting, embarrassing, creepy, disturbing, unsettling, weird. There's a list that comes from my own personal experience when I was single for eight years, <laughs> and from dating stories that I've read about, and from radio shows that have segments on ghosting. And yes, I know some of these segments are not legit and completely made up for entertainment purposes, but I feel confident that others are true because people I know and I can relate to them. So here's a list of some of those rather strange dating experiences that I would say do justify ghosting, if not downright leading to someone wanting to give up on dating altogether. Experience one, the guy doesn't tell you what restaurant you're going to and ends up taking you to Hooters, tells you it's only one of the few restaurants he likes because they serve such great food, and then spends more time chatting with and studying the waitresses than talking to you. Or, your date tells you she recently bought a historic home that she loves, but that it's haunted. So she wants to know if you would join her on a second date in her house next week when one of her cousins, who's a witch, is going to try to use a spell to scare the ghosts away. Or, after making friendly small talk 
He then spends more time asking you questions about your feet and the types of socks and shoes you like to wear than about your background or interests. Or when he requests an Uber for you and you glance over at his app and see his passenger rating is 1.2. And when you ask him about it, he says he's proud of it. And he rants, they all drive like a bunch of idiots. Or when you meet at the restaurant, she shows up with her mom, tells you her mom was kind of hungry, and that she really likes to meet the guys her daughter is dating to see if they meet her standards. So she whispers in your ear, please don't drink any alcohol and try to compliment her as often as possible while she's asking you her list of questions. (laughs) Or he doesn't apologize for showing up 30 minutes late or not responding to your texts asking where he is but apologizes for being pretty stinky and wearing gym clothes since he didn't time things quite right. So he didn't have time to go home and shower and change clothes after his workout or he would have been super late for the date. Or before the date, you check out her Facebook page and see that a number of people were wishing her good luck on her case. When you ask her what that's about, she readily admits it's really not a big deal. It's just some stupid restraining order violation because she got caught following her ex-boyfriend a couple of times while he was out with some other woman. Or she brought three cameras on the date, took about 25 selfies, asked you to take about as many pictures of her during lunch and on the walk through the park, and then got mad at you and you took some pictures before she said it was okay because the lighting wasn't quite right. Or in order to see if he can get a free meal or a reduced bill, he tells you to complain about the food when the waiter brings the check and he's going to pretend to feel sick. Or she spends more time talking about her new job selling water filtration systems and how it's making her and her friends rich and how you should quit your job and join her team. Or she orders dinner for five at the Chinese restaurant, explains she has three kids to feed at home. So if anyone dates her, then the three kids meals come as a package deal. Or, on your Skype date, he finds out that you like Marvel movies and asks you about your favorite characters. He then says to hold on, that he'll be back in a minute, turns off the camera on his computer, and after 15 minutes, turns it back on, and he's wearing a full-blown Captain America outfit while holding a shield, and then asks, what kinds of costumes you like to wear at home? (laughs) So in closing, for all those dating out there, here's some friendly Bruce World advice. Consider reducing your laundry list by at least 50% of what you think you deserve in a partner. At the end of the day, I personally believe there are truly about eight things that matter most when it comes to successful relationships. Having common values, those handful of principles that you live by. Treating people with respect as an equal. Being able to compromise and not always having to get your way. Being a good listener, which means being able to seek to understand where a person's coming from and why they're upset versus trying to just prove your point and doing so while interrupting the other person. Being emotionally stable, in particular not one to become angry easily and over such little things like when the server mistakenly brings the wrong drink or the Uber driver mistakenly takes a wrong turn. Then there's understanding that relationships take work and don't just magically end up being great by themselves. And don't try to read people's minds or expect them to read yours, unless you're both psychic. (laughs) So communicate how you feel, and what you're thinking, and what you want. And lastly, yes, there needs to be some level of physical attraction. 
And for those of you who don't get a response to a text or 10 after a date and get ghosted, get over it. Move on. And if this seems to happen a lot, which means it's you and not them, then you should ask yourself what you might be doing that's turning people off. And ask your friends and family members to be honest with you and to tell you what they think you might be doing that's causing people to run away from you and not towards you. Or try a double date with friends so they can observe you in action and give you feedback. Well, I think I've covered what I intended to about this topic. So maybe it's best that I now swipe myself away and just disappear. Until next time. So thanks for stopping by, and thanks for listening, if you're still awake. I hope you were entertained, maybe learned something new, smiled a time or two, and here's to having at least an okay day. And if you don't, that you have what it takes to make it through. This is Bruce from Bruce World, The Way I See Things, and I hope you'll join me for my next episode. 